Welcome to the Sunday Soother Advice Cast, a podcast that takes your dilemmas and gives you insightful advice about how to get to know yourself better and live life in a more meaningful way. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a writer and holistic personal development coach and author of the Sunday Soother newsletter. Here, I'll take your questions, reframe your narratives, and give you actionable advice that I promise you will actually have you thinking about how to do things in a different way. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Sunday Soother Advice Cast. We are going to talk about careers today, especially what to do if you feel like you've picked the wrong career and you're not sure how to move forward and maybe change fields or what to do next. That's what today's question is all about. But first, if you've been listening, you know that I am hosting a Sunday Soother Advice Cast giveaway, and I am super excited about it. I am giving away a free coaching package to one lucky person. This involves me getting on a phone call with you a couple of times, giving you a couple of personality tests, some insights, um, and it's really easy to enter. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of the Sunday Soother Advice Cast on iTunes. So you write your review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in the review so I know how to contact you and voila, you are entered. If you've already left a review for the Soother, thank you so much. Um, You can just go in and edit it and leave your handle there and you will be entered. So the contest is going to run for a couple of more weeks, so get on in there. And some, um, a note before we get into last, uh, into this week's episode, and this is a note about last week's episode. I had a note from a listener named Jen on last week's episode. If you remember, and if you listened, it was about motherhood and the questioner was writing in, um, she was thinking about having kids and was really just sort of feeling frozen by the amount of paralysis and fear and, um, the way she thought society was judging mothers and she didn't want to be a part of that. Uh, Jen wrote in with some interesting and I thought good and thoughtful things that I might have missed. So I wanted to read parts of her email to me and offer my thoughts. So this is what Jen wrote. I wanted to write with a comment about your last podcast, the first of season two, a bit about myself. I have no children and I have never really wanted to have children, though on occasion in my life because of relationships the impending finality of the decision as I get older and social pressure, I have felt some anxiety with this decision. So this is what I was bringing to the question on social pressure and expectations for motherhood. I very much understand your perspective about black and white thinking, but couldn't help but feel that the listener also needs to be given permission to not want children. So Jen goes on a little bit and notes that if you're a woman, and you don't want children or afraid of having children because you feel like that's just not you, the societal response in this day and age can be quite strong. There's never any sort of like grace or mercy or like, oh, that's cool, whatever, sort of about it. It's sort of always advice about how to overcome this irrational fear of not wanting kids. And then Jen continues, while the listener's fears did seem black and white and perhaps driven by judgment, I also think it's not wrong that women are asked to sacrifice their time and careers in ways that men are not, and that having children then becomes more frightening women for very real reasons. I write this because I know that you care deeply about women's equality, and I feel that in a way we are stuck until we keep acknowledging this and help men and women to understand the disparity. Okay, Jen, thank you so much for writing in, and I really appreciate your take and perspective, and it is a really good point. I was basing my advice off of parts of the question that the listener wrote in with stating she definitely did want a kid, but was just scared of it. But, you know, she could have underneath all of that. Maybe she just didn't want kids. And I think that's a possibility that I I failed to address and is absolutely worth talking about. 
And it's really hard, and I especially relate to it because I went through my own journey of deciding not to have children, which is a very long and winding one. And I just, I didn't have any role models for women who didn't have kids, and I didn't really know it was a possibility. It was one of those decisions that I was always just sort of assuming that would happen for me. I would have kids. I had to have kids. I should have kids. So I went through like a long and winding journey of, I'm probably gonna have kids one day to, oh, gosh, I'm getting into my mid-30s and I like, I'm not in a relationship, but probably also have kids to getting to like my late 30s and being like, oh my God, I gotta have kids. I gotta go do this on my own. And sort of exploring that, sort of starting to explore that and then being like, wait, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to have kids, at least not, you know, at this point in my life and definitely not alone and considering my salary and like the things that I want to do in my life and my career. So it it took me a very long time to get there. And there were very few options and role models um, and ways of talking about women who didn't want kids. And some women know that right away. Um, and I, I agree, Jen, that they are often not believed. People are like, you'll come around, just wait till you get older, you'll definitely want kids. Some women decide they don't want kids because of circumstance. Like, I think it's possible if I had ended up getting married in my late 20s or early 30s, I probably would have had kids. But I didn't want to have kids on my own. Like that was something I really had to think about and really had to reflect on and really come to that decision that like, no, that was not a thing that I wanted and um, and sort of go from there. And so I want to, you know, if listener from the episode about motherhood, if you needed permission or role models about not wanting to have kids and that was something that was sort of underlying your question, you know, let this be assigned to you that, you have Jen, who uh, wrote in and said she's about my age and myself. We're both in our late 30s, and we've decided not to have children. And that is a very real possibility um, and something that, you know, that you can do, too, if that was something you were thinking about. So thank you, Jen, for writing in with your beautiful and considerate thoughts and point of view. And with that, we are going to move on to today's question about career. Today's listener asks, Hi, Catherine. I would love some advice in terms of what to do when you think you picked the wrong career path. I'm 25 years old and have been working for the last two years in a healthcare field that I have come to realize I don't enjoy. I recently quit my job working in a hospital so I could move back home to be closer to my family. And with this move, I am evaluating my options. I have been thinking about going back to school to get my master's in either public health, health policy, or social work or mental health counseling. Obviously, these are fairly different and I'm really struggling to figure out which could be a better fit for me. I worry about picking the wrong one and then ending up back where I am, which is feeling like I picked the wrong field. I am also currently debt-free thanks to scholarships and going to a cheap in-state school for undergrad, and I know going back to school for my master's would change that. My other option is to keep applying to jobs within my current field to see if I can find a better fit. Most people with my degree work in healthcare, but some do work in public health, schools, or in private practice. But I worry this could take a long time and I will end up still not liking what I'm doing or create a resume where I have a different job every year. There's probably no good answer here and I will just have to make a decision and roll with it. But I'm wondering if you have any advice about going back to school for a career change versus job hopping until you find something that works for you. Okay, listener, thank you so much for writing in. To me, it sounds like you're at a crossroads. And that is actually great because there is so much we can learn about ourselves from a crossroads. There is a lot of opportunity and material there. You know, I think we always are like, oh, crossroads, these are scary. I don't know which way to go. And yeah, they can be frightening and it's sort of unclear sometimes. 
but they can also be a really beautiful space to reflect and learn more about ourselves before moving forward in one direction or another. So in regards to your question, I am going to talk about a few things. Self-knowledge, core values, intuition, and the power they make in making decisions, and then just a couple pieces of practical advice drawn from my own experience. Um, So it is important for me to state a couple things about myself, and one of them is my belief system about decisions. And what I believe is this, that the key to making choices that best serve us and reflect who we are, not the quote unquote right choices, is deep self-knowledge and deep self-trust. And also when it comes to making decisions, um, I really believe there is no right or wrong. And this quote from Deepak Chopra is a little woo, and I love it though, and it sort of sort of informs my thinking about ideas and decisions and like, oh my God, is there a right one? Is there a wrong one? This is the quote. If you obsess over whether you are making the right decision, you are basically assuming that the universe will reward you for one thing and punish you for another. The universe has no fixed agenda. Once you make any decision, it works around that decision. There is no right or wrong, only a series of possibilities that shift with each thought, feeling, and action that you experience. So just know that I'm coming at this from a perspective of that whatever you move forward with eventually, I I think will be fine. And it's important for you to know that I think that way. Also, I don't say this to sound condescending, but you're quite young and there's more time than you think. I mean, I just totally switched careers and I'm about to turn 40. And from what I see, that happens all the time. Um, So even if you end up making a choice here that doesn't totally serve you for right now, there are going to be lots of other opportunities to change things up and take a different branch off the path down the road. So, you know, there's lots of time. But that said, you want some practical advice on your crossroads and this decision you would like to make. So let's get into some of my thoughts. So what I think first you should really do is take a look back. You wrote in, I have been working for the last two years in a healthcare field that I have come to realize I don't enjoy. Well, how did that happen, right? That's our first step. You need to take inventory of how you ended up in a field that you ended up not liking. And it is important to note that is totally normal and that happens all the time. And it is actually really great that you left just a couple of years in instead of trying to tough it out literally forever, you know, which honestly a lot of people do. But it is still important to look at how you got there, you know, trace it back, pretend like you're that dude in like that, what is that movie, Memento with all the tattoos. And every time he wakes up, he's like forgotten his memory and he has to figure out clues of how he got where he was based on whatever, you know, is scribbled on his body. This is not, you know, totally relevant or exactly your case. But I I say this because I find that when we arrive at a decision that we eventually wake up to is not right for us, we've somehow almost like sleepwalked our way into that decision. We were on autopilot. We weren't paying attention. So ask yourself, when was the moment you decided to study for that field? What role models or thought processes or messaging were you following? You know, write down some of these questions and journal on them. You might see some interesting stuff come up and you might have some realizations that you may not have known before about why you came to your first decision and career, which is to go into this field that you didn't end up liking. Then I would also take 10 or 15 minutes of journaling to answer the question, why did you not like your last field? It's good to get specific and start to understand about what exactly about it felt off to you. So, you know, these processes, they might seem a little simple or obvious, and their goal is to gain more awareness around how we get into situations in life. 
Um, but I don't think they're obvious or simple at all. We almost never take the time to do this sort of reflection or thinking about what has driven our decisions. We just sleepwalk from point to point and call it decision making generally. <laughs> um, and so the reflection and journaling on these memories and these questions will start to create sort of a consciousness in you around how you actually wound up in a field you didn't really have any interest in. And when you start to have awareness and consciousness around the choices you are making, you can definitely start to make better ones that are more aligned with what you actually desire. Okay, so first, you know, do some reflection around the past and some better understanding of how you ended up in a field that you didn't really like at all and how you might have gotten there. Hopefully when you reflect on those questions, you'll already be starting to gain some insight into what you might want to do moving forward. So, but to do some more forward looking, I think it's important to gain a really good sense of who we are, why we are that, you know, and how the, the who and the why um, of us manifest into the world, into our careers or into our callings. So I have a couple of personality and values tests that might help you do that, which is yay, you know, everybody loves a good personality test, you know, and a disclaimer is that, you know, a personality test cannot reveal your soul to you. It, it you know, sometimes they can trap you in a box and you're like, you can over rely on personality tests. But like, if you're trying to figure out your values and like your calling and what's important to you and at the stage in your career, when you have the opportunity to reflect on that, you know, why not take a couple tests, figure out what's good for you. So the two tests I'm going to recommend are one, the via character strengths test, and two, a core values test. I'm going to put links to both of those in the show notes. Um, but first, a quick overview. The VIA Character Strengths Test is a psychological assessment designed to identify an individual's profile of character strengths. And the core values one, well, core values, you know, they're the fundamental beliefs of a person. They're guiding principles. You know, you have them whether or not you've articulated them. So it is great to articulate them because they are running the show in a lot of ways anyways. So they help dictate behavior and can help you understand the difference between right and wrong, this choice and that choice, according to what's important to you. And you, you might not realize at some level what's important to you. So it's sort of important to, to figure that out and go through um, using these tests as sort of a flashlight down the path. So at this point, you might be like, okay, Catherine, this is all cool. Like these tests are great, but Jesus Christ, just tell me, should I go to grad school or not? And I will get there. Um, but first I want to take a look at how these assessments can actually guide us a bit closer to an aligned career choice for us. And I'll use myself as an example. So I retook the VIA strengths test recently, and it told me that my top strengths are humor, perspective, fairness, social intelligence, and spirituality. My bottom strengths were teamwork. <laughs> Sorry to all past coworkers out there love of learning, humility, self-regulation, and perseverance. So when you think about each of these characteristics, you end up, you know, with me, and that's somebody who may be kind of a little odd and like to operate out of the box and is not particularly good at grinding on day-to-day -day projects and getting a ton of stuff or assignments done. But I am somebody who's good with people and transcendence and meaning and connecting on that front. But what I'm not so good at is self-discipline necessarily, you know? Um, so right away, I'm aware that I wouldn't succeed in a more sort of check the box corporate environment where I'm being told what to do. But knowing that I have a connection with people and transcendence and connecting others and myself to a higher wisdom, you know, 
that kind of helps guide me and that does reflect where I am in my career right now. So that strengths, that character strengths test can just guide you to some self-knowledge about your innate abilities that might sort of move the arrow for you on your next move. As for core values, I like this one core values test from a place called the Value Center. And again, I will make sure to link this in the show notes. The test merely has you select 10 words that seem most important to you in going forward in your career. And based on that, it sends you a a pretty solid PDF report with a lot of insight and exercises you can use. Um, So the report told me that my value, and this is, I'm quoting from the report, your values show a gift for thinking imaginatively and using your skills to produce new ideas to help you make positive change in the lives of others. You like to live your life with meaning, that's important to you, as is developing and learning from your experiences. You like to ensure information is clearly understood and expressed. Sharing the lessons of your experience to support and guide others is a focus for you. You have the strength to face your fears and to speak up even when things may be difficult. You are open to unforeseen possibilities and are accepting of what the future will bring. You see possibilities where others cannot and you have an understanding of the steps needed to get there. And finally, you seek holistic balance by striving to maintain harmony in all aspects of your life. So this is like wild to me because it's totally spot on for what I am working to do right now, which is to coach people who are at crossroads, coach people who want to have deeper self-knowledge of who they are and how they can express themselves fully in the world, you know, using my own experience to help them. So I thought that test was great. They also offer up a PDF with a couple of exercises and journaling prompts that will help give you further insight into your core values and how you want to be living them out in the world and in your career that I think you would find helpful. So those are my pieces of guidance in terms of reflection on how you might have ended up where you were and ways to move forward that will help you be more deeply in alignment with who you are at your essence and core. And I do believe that when you reflect on those things, you really are going to have a better sense of what feels right in terms of moving forward. Now, in terms of super practical advice about going back to school or staying in a job, all I can definitively say is do not go back to school just because it sort of seems like a good idea and like it seems like it might be interesting and, you know, maybe it'll help your career. That's like the law school trap, right? Like, I mean, we all know people who have ended up in law school because they didn't really know what else they wanted to do and they thought like law school was like a great general place to be and would look good on their resume no matter what and would like help them develop all these skills and then they get so far into debt and they're in law for 10 years and they're it was like not at all suited for them you know you do not want that if you go you go because you have a clear vision for what you want to do in your career for now and you have at least five to ten reasons going to get that degree will clearly and actively support it right in that case yeah, you're going to have to go into debt and that's okay. But like if you connect the reasons for why this degree is truly going to support you in your career, then that, you know, then going into, into debt for that, depending on the amount, you know, hopefully everybody's circumstances are different, but hopefully it will make financial sense eventually. So the other thing is, you know, you might pick a field right now, right? You might be like, okay, I am going to go get my master's in public health. And you might be really happy for a while. You might be happy for 10, 15, 20 years. And in 10, 15 or 20 years, you might be like, oh my gosh, I totally want to change fields again. And you may switch again. And that may happen, you know, in 20 years, it may happen in five years. And that's sort of just like the progression of of life. We are not drawn to one career field for the entirety of our lives. You know, 
or if we do stay in the same sort of field, we develop multiple interests within that field and multiple ways of, of learning and growing and advancing. You know, my own personal story around this is that I definitely sleepwalked through like 15 to 20 years of career decisions, but luckily they were mostly at least in a field I liked, which was writing and editing. And it wasn't until the last two years that I really started waking up, paying conscious attention to my needs um, and realizing that I had ended up in places where I was not really on purpose, just sort of passively. And I finally started to have the ability to say, you know, I want to be extremely intentional about this next step in my life, because even if it doesn't end up, quote unquote, being right, I at least put all of my self-knowledge and intuition into it. And I did it super mindfully and really listened to myself. Um, and I think this is happening a lot for people right now. I created a support group for a few friends who are all my age, which is late 30s, early 40s, all um, women who are in the midst of career changes, you know, and it may seem strange to be 40 and have a career change, but I am seeing it a lot right now. So this is um, it's something that's happening. People are really waking up to figure out what is their calling? What is their intuition? And can they fit that calling into a job, into a career? Um, so what I want to say as I close is that the world can seem pretty narrow when we're in our 20s and we can get tricked by others into thinking there is only one way of being or going forward. But that is not true. There are myriad ways of being, of doing, of going or not going, and none of them are right or wrong. But some are far more aligned with who we are at our core. And unless we put in the time to know ourselves, to trust ourselves, we're not going to figure it out. We are going to continue that sleepwalking, that sort of passivity in terms of our career and other choices in our life. So, you know, take the time to sit down and get to know yourselves and figure out what really aligns with who you are and what is important for you to do in this world. And listener, know that nobody can give you the right answer here. You know, I'm not going to say do one or the other, but that's because there is no right answer. There is a right answer for you, but you are the only one that can figure that out. And you can do that. You can develop a deeper sense of inner knowing and what is core and important to you that you can refer back to over and over again as you continue to make the difficult choices that make up a life. So I wish you luck. I hope you write back and let me know what you end up doing. And I'm confident that whatever you choose to do moving forward will be the right choice for you and you will thrive. So good luck. Okay, that is it for today's Sunday Soother Advice Cast. You wanna know what next episode is gonna be about? Here is a teaser of the question I will be taking. And this question, oh my God, it just like pierces my heart and is so vulnerable. And I have a lot of thoughts about this. Here's the question. I was raised by a mean woman and grew up to be a mean woman. I behave nicely, mostly, but I always feel mean. So I know I can be nice on the outside, but what can I do to improve the inside? Ugh. okay, lots to say on that one. And I don't think you are mean. I think you're probably wonderful. But we'll save that for next week. If you have questions or advice or ideas for the topics we discussed on today's show, you can always email me at kathdandrews at gmail.com 
or head to tinyletter.com slash candrews to submit them anonymously there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Catherine Andrews. That's Catherine with a C. So thank you so much for listening. And here's to living the week ahead with lots of thoughtfulness, connection, and meaning.